amen, 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 amen. Let's pray. Spirit of living God, let your rain drive from heaven for fresh upon your people. Spirit of living God, let your rain drive from heaven for fresh upon your word. Spirit of living God, let your rain drive from heaven for your service this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency. They might see through me to see your son. Say, Father, in case they stop at the servant, please, when the servant says, read your assignment, that I may show me over the path. Because, God, this is absolutely nothing about me. This is completely all about you. And because this is completely all about you and absolutely nothing about me, I pray for two things this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. And, God, I pray for spirit of change. If your people are challenged and convicted by your word, they will be changed by the same power, by the same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. Let your Shekinah grow between the midst of this temple. And God, please accept this offering to be apprehended in my sight, O Lord and my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give God a praise for our worship team. Amen. We are, in, we are in the fifth week of our series on daring faith. We talked about who do you see? Then we talked about fearless faith, daring to dream. Today we want to talk about um, the sin of good enough. The sin of good enough. Um, we live in a society where the Bible does not say do things because they're good enough. God literally expects you to do your best for him. He expects the best from you in everything you do. He expects you to give your best in time service and talent and treasure. I mean, God just expects you to give him your best. And too many times, this is one of the most, this game is when the Tennessee Titans played the Rams and he was one yard short from scoring. From winning the Super Bowl championship, one of the greatest games that, that was played in Super Bowl history. And he, he will be immortalized he, as the man who was who was short, who was was good, was wasn't good enough at that close of the guard. He was twelve inches from scoring the touchdown. Wouldn't you? Be, wouldn't it be sad that that you're known for the rest of your life because Tennessee never went back to Super Bowl, never had that opportunity. And he was he was the main receiver, and you would go down in history as a guy who just wasn't good enough. You couldn't be, and you were the star. You were the, you were the star. You were the one that's supposed to get it done. And you fall short one inch from the goal line. A lot of us would, would say, hey, he tried. He just wasn't good enough. Who knows extra sprint, extra lifting, extra something to make him better than – because, see, at some point, somebody became the best. That cornerback, number 52, that's a, he had a simple route against a linebacker. A receiver should be the linebacker all day. That's why they called the play. If it was a corner, I get it. A receiver should be the linebacker all day. But 52... Didn't want to be good enough. He wanted to be the best. 
And by being the best, he stopped their best one inch short and made them one. And so he will be remembered as making a game-saving tackle to secure his team the Super Bowl. One person will remember as not being good enough, and one will be remembered as being great. The issue is, which one do you want to be remembered as in your spiritual life? Because this will be moralized. I pulled this on the internet, and it was popped up, and it's, it's really called failure. There are posters now of this man, his number, as and under, under the title is failure. And it says, when you're not good enough. So his kids, grandkids, will see pictures forever of him being called a failure. And for me, it was the sin of not sin of good enough. A lot of us got to get past that. Good enough is a sin because it's based on feelings. Good enough is a sin because it's based on feelings. In your handouts, you have the story of the killing of Cain and Abel. Um, Eve and Adam and Eve would pick up the garden and they had some two sons. One named Cain, which means vanity, and which means, which means, I mean, probably means prosperous. And then Abel means greed or nothing. So here's a text in Genesis 4 3. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground. The Lord. The process of time literally means at the end of days, at the end of, of the season of the harvest. When you, sh- when now remember now, at this time you had Adam and Eve, and they taught their sons about sacrifice. They taught their sons about how to give God his best, how to give God what he should. So now they became men. To, 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 from the Hebrew understanding, that they were now able to give their own offering. Before, at some point, most kids. Most kids have to rely off the offering of their family. But in the process of time, they now became grown men, and now they have their own opportunity to give their own offering to God of, what, of how they felt they believed in God. Because this, this is what it says, the manner, of give, the manner of giving, the manner of giving is worth more than what? How you give me something and the attitude behind it, um, sometimes it's more important than what you give me yourself. I mean, you ever get gave somebody a gift? Somebody ever give you a gift, and the way they gave it to you, you're like, you can keep that. You had that? And it may have been a nice gift, but the attitude behind it was like, I do it by myself. Well, Cain gave God this cavalier attitude, like, here. Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the Lord with your wealth and the best part of every produce. Cain was a a herdsman, not I mean, was was was, was a, a, a a farmer. Now, in giving a sacrifice to God, I'm pretty sure he saw his, his father give lamb, shedding of blood. But in order to do that, he had to go to his younger brother, maybe, or do some work. This gives us the, in, the implication that Cain just went and grabbed some fruit. And threw on the altar, here God, take this. No one has ever, no one has ever become poor by giving. 
Cain said, I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you my best robe. I'm giving you whatever you, whatever I got. You take it, you have it, and be good with it. Well, a lot of people have, have went poor by not giving their best. One thing I want you one thing I want you to get in this here that good enough is a sin because it's based it's not based on faith. When I completely trust God with everything that I have, then if my if my best is my best because of faith, then I'm okay. But good enough is a sin because it's not based on faith. I can't just say here. Look at what the text says. The text says, Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. So Abel went out there. Abel, had, Abel was, a, was a herdsman. So he went out there and got the firstborn of the flock and the best of the best. It took work. He didn't just grab a bunch. He just, he just grabbed grab a lamb and said, here, you'll do. Okay, you know, he went out there and got the firstborn and the best of the firstborn. So now, usually in those days, they had hundreds of sheep. So can you imagine going out there searching hundreds of sheep and getting the best of the best litter and give the best litter, give your best litter to God? The very best, the very best he had, he had to give to God. He, he didn't give God the, 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 the leftover. He didn't give God the one that was, that was skinny. He wouldn't give God the biggest one of the firstborn of the best he had. Where Cain said, here, Lord, just take it. I, see, Cain gave a so-so offering. Here, you know somebody just say, here, you can have this. It doesn't mean nothing to them. Well, the Lord rejected Abel and his offering. The Lord, the Lord, respected, Lord respected Abel and his offering. Because why? Abel's heart was right. How is your heart when it comes to giving to God? Uh, is God cavalier like, here, Lord, here, here, you can have this. Or do you take the time to go give God the best of the best? Abel also bought of the firstborn. He went and looked. His giving put his giving took work. He just didn't go to his pocket and say, here. He planned to give God the best. Look, look, faith is like Wi-Fi. It's invisible, but what? He knew God is amazing. God is awesome. And, and I just can't give God whatever. That's, how, that's, not, that's not faith, is it? He went and, and found the best of the best and said, I'm going to give God the best. Because why? God has given me the best. I'm present God. And when we don't present God our best, we shortchange everything that God has for us. And you know what gets me really with, with people? You assume it's okay just to be good enough. You assume that. There's not a good commission, is there? There's not a good commandment. It's the great commission and the great commandment. God didn't just die good enough. He died all the way that you would have the right to everlasting life. He, Jesus isn't just good enough. He's everything. Look what scripture says. By faith, Abel offered to God a more what? Than Cain. I mean, he said, God said, Cain, Abel did something excellent by his attitude, his effort, his work. He did it in a way that God says to do. What a sacrifice. Then Cain 
that he just which through which he obtained a witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gift and through it being dead still speaks. Cain, Abel's gift still speaks today. Because of, of the pastor, but Abel died. Yeah, he did. But he made the Hall of Fame. He, he died, but he showed us that giving our best is a sacrifice. How many of here, us here have decided to God, this is enough? God, this is here. This, this is yours. Here, I, I, I'll serve. This is enough. This is, this is, here, take this. And that's not what God wants us to have. Because God wants our best. God wants our very best. Because not having given you our best means, God, here, you don't deserve my best. God deserves it all. Because look what, look what. Good enough is a sin because it's, ba- it's not based on what? If you don't have a relationship with God, you don't have an intimate relationship with God, then you, don't, you really don't know who he is. And, and here's the part that, that people really don't get sometimes. Most of us don't have a relationship with God. Therefore, our relationship with God is so flawed or so um, not important. We can just give God whatever. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, but he did not respect Cain his offering. And Cain was what? Conscience called. The word respect literally means the person. I don't. Res- he said, "I don't respect you." Why, Cain? Because you don't respect me. I don't respect what you gave me. Therefore, your offering, your 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 your, your motive behind your offering didn't represent me didn't represent who I am. You just said, here, God, this is good enough. We have to get to the point where our walk with God is not cavalier. It's the sad thing that, that happens to a lot of people. You come to savings, you come to, you get saved, you, get, you come to know God, and the world starts doing what it does. You start saying, is this real? You go, to, you go to this problem, you go to that problem, you go to this issue, that issue. You say, God, are you real? You pray, and you answer, the answer will come like right away. You go to this struggle, or you put things in front of God. And you find yourself asking, God, do you care? And because of that question, you don't treat God like he's everything. You treat God like he's just this thing you got to do. Cain was religious, but he didn't have a relationship. Too many times I see people come to church because of what they, co- what they do. You know what I'm saying? Where if they didn't come, it wouldn't bother them. If they didn't come, I've been saved for almost 30 years now. Um, I can tell you, literally, I mean, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, how many times I, I miss church on one hand in 30 years. I don't miss church. I just don't. I just, once I, once I got saved and got, I don't, I may have missed being in church on Sunday morning maybe five times in my entire life. 
That's just being got saved, being a deacon, being a minister, being a pastor. You say, well, pastor, you're supposed to be a pastor. Well, well, 15, 14 years ago, I wasn't a pastor. I was just a, I was a youth guy, but I didn't miss church. Why? Because from Monday to Saturday, God didn't miss blessing me. You know what I'm saying? From Monday to Saturday, he kept blessing me over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And I felt the least I could do was go to church on Sunday morning and say, Lord, thank you for doing that. Where so missing it didn't make sense to me. Going to going to the game, going to something else. It didn't it didn't register my mind because to me that 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 wasn't saying God, I loved you because shoot, you did all the stuff for me for six days and I just can't give you one day and say, Lord, bless your name. He wasn't just something that I had to check off. He was it was an important part of my life. Because for six days, he took care of me. Now, was all six days wonderful? No. Was all six days amazing? No. But he still took care of me. He still blessed me. He still provided for me. He made me all that I need. Therefore, because of that, I said, Lord, I got to give you this one day to say thank you. If, because of what you did for six days. So missing his him wasn't an option for me. Look at look, look at this. If you give what you do not need, it's not what? It's much Teresa. There's some things that 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 need sacrifice. I mean, how important is God? You know, let me tell you, let me tell you what. We live in society now where we're losing our moral values. I mean, look, look at the political landscape. This is the worst election on the planet. We've never seen. We have devalued our, our highest office to a reality show, to a sideshow circus. I mean, it, it used to mean something to be the president of the United States. Now, whoever wins is like, well, whatever. <laughs> no, vote. Neither one of these. And then the, the rhetoric and the knowledge. I mean, we have, we have weakened the value. Because why? Now stuff said on TV, that's incredible. Because why? We weaken the value. We stop sacrificing. We don't care about God. When God is just a whatever, you, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't mean nothing to you. You know what? One thing that um that give me your trick like this this thing right here. This is I, li I like the way First John three twelve says this, and not be like Cain, who took his nature and God's motivation. Cain literally took whatever. He God, I don't I don't really care. This is something I got to do. So here, take this. And the evil one slew, and, and from the evil one, Satan said, look, you're not good enough. You can't please God. Well, no, because Cain, you didn't try. Cain, you, you, you didn't go and give God the best. You didn't go and give God the glory. You decided that, listen here, this is going to be good enough for God. Hey, hey, I, 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 it's, it's, this, is my, this is my stuff, my produce. You take it or leave it, God. Okay, so for six, for I helped you get all that, and this is what I get. And why did he slew, slew him? Because his deeds, activities, his works were wicked and what? 
Cain didn't do it out of love. He did it out of being out of, out of, out of being a ritualist. How many of you love God? Daring faith is about pushing your your faith to a whole nother level in God. You know, I, I, I maybe a year, a year last year, when those guys were on that beach and they were beheaded by ISIS for being Christians. I said, man, though that girl got killed for being a Christian at Columbine. It's coming closer and closer to, to us. I want to ask you, where is your faith? If you can treat, we can be, some of us have perfect attendance at our jobs, but we'll come to church, whatever. It ain't important. Some, will pay, some of us will pay attention to, to TV and to games for hours. My grandson had to build this space model. Said I took it took me all night. He was focused with him space. He built this doggone space station out of twigs or whatever. He just little geek, little little Einstein kid, and and he said, "Yeah, Papa, I got it done." It took me to six o'clock in the morning to build it, and it's it's like it's like amazing. I mean, the kid need to go to NASA. It's amazing. Now, but he can't sit for an hour. He can't sit for twenty minutes in church and pay attention. But you can but you can focus for nine hours to build you a space station. You have people who can play on 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 PlayStation, play um, um, Man of Duty for eight hours and focus on killing everybody in the world for eight hours, but come to church and can't pay attention to nothing for thirty five minutes. Why? One they love, one they don't. It's I mean, I try I try not to be a talking head. I try to just be, I try to, to keep you engaged with decent sermons, but you come here and be like, okay. But you can watch um, Titanic for two and a half hours and don't move. I'm the king of the world. And be engaged for two and a half. You can watch Godfather for three and a half hours. You can go, some of y'all can go play the, the slots for hours and put money in it and don't move, but come to church like, oh God. I don't see why. Because you, whatever you're not engaged in becomes boring. It's almost like being in love. If you love somebody, no matter how, no matter what they do, you can be engaged. Am I right about it? They can do something silly. Oh, this is such a wonderful day. Like the little smirk you got right there. Oh, just, 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 just uh, because why? You're in what? You're in love. Well, you said you love Jesus. Either you love him or he's a joke. Either you love him or he's not as important as you say as you say, because your actions prove that you really don't love him. There's some things you have to do. He says here, his activities, his work, that means he was there, but he didn't do it from the right heart. Listen, if coming to church is just something you do and don't do it from the right heart, I'd rather you stay home. Because this is saying, Lord, I am absolutely, see, doing religious stuff without the heart means it's just stuff. I told a guy the other day, he said, Pastor, what's this mean? I said, this means that my life verse is Matthew 17, 1. It says, 
Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of the Father. It tells me that some people are going to, God, people are going to say, Lord, Lord. They'll call his name. They'll do the stuff, but they'll be so far from his will, he's not pleased with them. So he reminds me, don't get caught up in the stuff. Be totally in love with God and who he is and not the stuff of God. If I was in love with the stuff of God, I wouldn't be up all night long trying to prepare a sermon. I wouldn't go to, to the hospital. Because why? That stuff, but it, I have a family. I got kids. I would rather be with my wife and my children. But no, no, no. I got to study for y'all and then study for the Sunday morning, Sunday morning. I got I to gotta go here. I got to go here. Why? Because why? I am crazy in love with God. Because why? God took me from the gutter. He took me, he took me from death. I mean, I had death in my life. Gun to the head. Pulled three times and still here. Had to pay off the drug lord and still here. And I get to go and preach the gospel? Oh, no. I'm doing because why? I love God. I want to thank you. I, I get to see grandkids. I, Brother Frank, I didn't think I was going to have kids. I got grandkids. I'm 51. I didn't think I was going to get past 21. And I can't come and say, God, thank you. And give God my best? I can't give God my... See, some of y'all ain't never been through nothing. Because to me, I had bullets fly over my head. Lord, thank you. <laughs> Jump, jumped out three-story windows in a bush and ran because they were shooting. Lord, thank you. You hear me? And I come to church. I come here. And give God whatever. I can't do it. His brothers were what? Righteous. Are you giving God your best? Some of y'all in this room right now, God has hooked up. If you look back over your life and realize what you could have been, what you could have, where you could be right now, some of you in this room right now should be dead. Some of you right now should not be here. But by the grace of God and his love and mercy for you, you're here. You may not be where you want to be, but oh God, you're a whole lot better than what you could be. And for that, he's worth your best. Look at this. this. Good enough is a sin because it's not what? It's not our best. End of the day, good enough is a sin because it's not our finest. Look at the text. God gave you a gift of what? Read it. Have you used one to say what? 86,000 seconds today. Have you used one to say thank you, Lord? Because there's someone who died that didn't get that second. And have you said it today? Look at the text. Lord said to Cain, here's the part about this. This is so interesting, so interesting for me. Cain didn't have a relationship with God, but notice how God had a relationship with him. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your continence failed? Fallen. 
it gives the, the, co- the connotation, this is what we call anthropomorphism, that God's speaking to him. God says, hey, you, you don't look normal. You, 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 you ever been around people where you can tell if, if they're off? You usually have, what, a relationship with the person. Most, mostly married people, you probably know, you come home and your wife says something, you're like, I'm going, I'll be, I'm going to go to the store. Because you, you, you walk in the door, you already knew there was, there was, a, there was a, a all about, okay, one of y'all didn't do something right. Kids, come here. Um, I'm going to, to the store, buy some dishwasher. Uh, hey, let's go out to dinner because something wrong. You walk in the door, you feel the spirit say, don't say a word. Come on, brother, y'all, come on, you know, you know. You walk in the door, you feel it. Don't you say one word. You, you, you come in, did you come in, you, you to walk real? The kids be like, this here. They, 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 they'll text you, Dad, you might want to be late. Don't come home right now. Wow, Mom is tripping. You might want to. Matter of fact, you might want to go on, on, on deployment because she's tripping at that. You might just only come back because she just, woo. The text says God knew Cain's face. Because why? No matter how much we are not in relation with God, God is always in relation with us. He's, I told you, you're the apple of what? His eye. He pays attention to you. He is, the Bible says, he is seeking those who, who want to love him. Because why? He's always showing you love. Cain, what's wrong with you? Why, did, why are you down? Look at verse 7. Let me get you out of here. If you do well, will you not be accepted? He said, if you did your best, I'd accept your gift. If you, if you, gave, me all, if you gave me all that you have, I would accept your gift. If you gave me everything, you, everything that you, if you gave me your best that you had and you did well, I'd have blessed you. You gave me your leftover. You gave me your whatever. I don't want that. And sin, here's, here's what's so important. Sin lies at the door. That, that, word, that Hebrew word is amazing in, in, in this graphical structure. It says that sin, how many of y'all got doormats in front of your house? This is saying that sin was like a doormat waiting for you to come in the room and sit in there. And you had to like walk over it. So it's right there saying, don't worry, I got you. It was crouched down waiting for you to mess up. Then God said, it's desirous for what? You. But you should what? You have authority over it. You have 100% authority over it. You can choose what you give God. You can choose how to bless God. Because because what? guess what? No one's ever become poor from giving. I said it again. No one has ever become poor from giving. Matter of fact, you can't become rich without giving. Bob said you sow sparingly, you do what? Reap sparingly. In, in every book about how to be a millionaire, every book says give stuff away. Some of your richest people in America are some of your greatest givers. There's people, see, you equate rich 
what you see on TV and the tabloids. There are people, the ones you want, the people who are rich are the ones you don't see. You never see a, 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 a Rothschild on TV, have you? Number two in the world. DuPont, number four. You ain't never seen DuPont's kids on TV, on tabloid, on TMZ. Worth gazillions. You see Miss Hilton, you see Kardashian, you see a couple of, they just got me. We got people who worth trillions of dollars. Don't even know their names. Give tons of money away. Why? It, being rich ain't about being fabulous. About being faithful to what you're doing. Take, take this out. No temptation has seized you that isn't common for people. But what? He won't allow you to be tempted beyond your what? Instead, with the temptation, God will what also what? That you will be able to what? God said, whatever, I, whatever you're going to go through, whatever you're in right now, I have, I have what you need to get you through it. Because why? I'm a faithful God. And when you recognize that and you give God your best, you know, I've seen people so many come to church and, and they want God to give them everything, but then I'm going like, you know what? You want God to give everything. What have you given to God? You think just because you showed up, God should just give you whatever you want? No. Salvation is free, but blessings aren't. You got to work for blessings. You got to work for the promises of God. He promised you salvation, but the blessings and the promises, you got to work for those. Some of y'all want to be blessed and want, want the promise of God, but you want to work for it. No, that, that ain't going to work. Get them, get them 3,000 promises, the, get the, the, get the 200, the 2,999, see the one promise is salvation. You got that one, that's free. The 2,999, you got to work for that. Some of y'all want to well, well, how come salvation is free? Well, yeah, but you want to be blessed. That ain't free. That takes work. It takes sacrifice. Let's look at this next one. We'll get you out here. We make a living by what we what? But we make what? What are you giving? How are you giving? Isaiah 3 says this here. Tell the righteous that blessings will come to them. They will taste the fruit of their labor. How horrible it will be for the who? Disaster will strike them. What they have done will be what? Mm. Help me somebody. Proverbs 21, 27. The Lord hates it when you wicked people do what? Especially if they what? That's the word of God. I can't stand, he said, I can't stand someone trying to give me something and the heart ain't right. And I'm going to get you out of here. Here's the last one. One day, read it. How will people remember you? Will you be the one that almost made it? Almost got the business done? Almost finished the degree, almost had the good marriage, almost got almost. Will you be the always almost? Or will you be like, man, that person right there, 
They put it down. That person right there, yeah, what an example. Because guess what? I asked someone, I asked people yesterday at, at the, um, um, let me try right now. Um, Felipe, who led you to Christ? If I ask Felipe, who won the who won the who won the World Cup in 1982? Would you know? Was it was it important? No. No big deal. But I asked him who who led him to Christ. He said, "My mom." That's important. That's everlasting. Brock, who led you to Christ? Brock, who won the 1952 NBA? Brock is a nut in basketball. Basketball alcoholic, loves it. Got more sneakers than Foot Locker. <laughs> but don't know who won the championship. But he know me, because why? I led him to Christ. I will forever, as long as he lives, be in his memory in his life. Why? I try to do my best. I do my best for God. I try to do my best for people. Where are you at? What are you sowing into people? What are you sowing into life? What are you, are you just telling, well, you know I'm busy. Okay, God's busy taking care of you too. He doesn't just say whatever. He gives you everything. Don't you dare complain to God about what you haven't got. You haven't given God your best. Don't say how he's not fair. You haven't studied. You haven't spent time with God. You haven't had devotion with God. You haven't shared your faith. Don't tell me that God is not fair to you when you haven't done the basics for God. God, this morning, had a quiet time with God. Prayed for the service. Going to preach four times a day. Going to pray. Get up every morning for an hour and spend time with God. Because why? God, you deserve my best. Is my life, no, my house in North Carolina ship might be flooded. I might be flooded out. I'm still at church. Because in spite of what may happen, God going to make a way. Out of, I, it may, don't know, what, don't know if it's flooded or not, but guess what? That flooding is not worth me not praising God. I don't let stuff move me from praising God. You know why? Because my stuff does not move God from not blessing me. How many, know we, how many know we do stuff every day that ain't right? And God still blesses us. So if stuff don't just go my way every now and then, you know, God, I'm good. Because <laughs> um, if, we, if, we, if we do a tit for tat, I'm behind. How many of y'all, how many y'all like, like me? How many of y'all behind on tit for tat? To me, God, we can't, we can't do that, God, because I'm way behind on, 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 on trying to catch you up. One day you'll be, you'll be just a man for some people. Do your best. I, 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 I couldn't actually change it into a great one. Be a great one. Don't be great. Be a great one. Give God everything you got. You know what? Someone said, shoot for the moon. You don't get there unless you land on the sun. You haven't been giving God his, his best. 
you start, you start to go into your, in, in your pantry, you know what I'm saying? I've been giving you my leftovers. I've been giving you my whatevers. And God can bless you and, and forgive you today. And this is what I want you to realize. I really do mean this. I really do mean this. Our society is getting more anti-Christian every day. Shoot a bomb, Brother Paul. Go tell a verse to do the same thing. Email a verse to do the same thing on that same slide. You, um, you, um, and I do believe, Jerry, I do believe it, I mean to my core. If your faith isn't strong, when they put that bullet to your, they put that thing and said, hey, um, we got this new microchip that we need to give everybody so we can keep where nobody's, everybody's at. If we don't take this microchip, you, you'll be delayed in getting stuff. You know they got chips coming out now. That number's a marker to what? You don't got to do it, but, you know, it just makes your stuff easier to, easy to get. If you don't have faith in God, man, go ahead and put the chip in. I'm good. Now realizing it's scriptural sign of beast. They'll tell you, you can't, you're going to have to, you can't go to church anymore because it's, it's a sin. Because church has, preacher, you can't preach this scripture, you can't preach this scripture, you can't preach this scripture. If you do, you're going to go to jail because it's hate speech. That's coming real soon. Guess what? Your tax write off for tithes? Nah, I'm taking that away from you. Oh, matter of fact, you can't pray at, at, at for your meal at a restaurant because why? It offends the person next to you. They're offended by that act of prayer. Pastor, that could never happen. Really? How many of y'all said things that could never happen are happening right now? And guess what? Nothing is off the table when it comes to God. Especially the Christian Harvard. Harvard changed one of the leading institutions. Muslim sisters said, you must create a different time for Jim, for wait for me, for us, until we work out, we cannot work out with other people. Because our religious faith said we must not show ourselves around other people, around other men. So make a time for us. And guess what Harvard did? Made a time for them. We can't say that as Christians. Everybody else get breaks, except who? The bigoted Christians. Us Jesus freaks. What's going to happen when they tell you that you cannot praise God anymore? What's going to happen when they tell you to shut your mouth about your faith? This cross, what happens when the cross won't be popular anymore? What are you going to do? In China right now, it's underground. China right now is praying that America go through persecution because why? We're too weak with our faith. I believe with all my heart. What's going on right now is our judgment from God. 
these two candidates are showing the sin and the combination of the world who has left God and says, here's what you got. Here is the president of the United States supposed to be what? The best of us, right? Am I right about it? He, that person supposed to represent the best of us to the world. And here we go. Got two candidates. Both are below 50% approval rating. Both people don't like, don't care about it. And, and we're telling the world, here's the best of America. You know what God's saying? You got what you sold. You don't sow to the flesh. You don't sow to, 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 to your self-seeking, your self-centeredness. You don't sow to your narcissism. You don't sow to, you don't give. Here's the fruit of your labor. Of it's all about you. So I'm going to give you some leaders who are all about them. Beloved, is coming. I'm telling you now. You better start, you need to really start asking yourself, do I really believe? Do I really believe in this Jesus stuff? A person, a person last week, um, you're going to take a surgery. You're going to have a surgery. And um, they came to me and said, Pastor, um, pray for me. They are, they're 80, they're 84, four, 84 years old. Mike, they're 84 years old. Okay? You're going to go to surgery. Pray for me, Pastor. Why? I'm scared of dying. 84? Been saved, allegedly, 62 years. Deacon White, if I'm going to follow something for 62 years, I'm going to know how I feel when, I, when, come, when death comes. I don't need your prayers. I'm good. If I die, see you in the morning. If I come back, See you in the morning. I'm good. I when people who, who know God, we don't die. We just say, see you in the morning. Where are you at? Where are you at? It's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. You better decide today. You better start deciding now. Do I really love Jesus on my playing ground? Let's pray. Father God, thank you this morning for being a great God. Um, Lord, um, Games are over. <laughs> Games are over. Either we are believers in you or we're lukewarm just playing games. If you want to take that chance, that's fine. Go to hell. May God bless you. I won't be seeing you. But God, those of us who really know you, we'll see you in heaven. Our life may not be perfect, but God, we trust you because you are an amazing God. And we value your, our relationship with you more than anything else. We want to give our best to you, God. So, God, please help your people awaken and arise to their faith in you, not in stuff. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless you guys. See you Wednesday night.